0: Welcome to another episode of the Big MX Radio Podcast. As always, I really appreciate everybody for taking the time to listen to these episodes and uh, enjoy the conversations that we have on them. This uh, particular podcast, I thought was going to be a really cool opportunity for uh, the Hoover Brothers, who probably don't get to spend nearly enough time together. Obviously, they're in uh, opposite ends of the country, to catch up. Uh, tell some stories, and I hope that you guys really enjoy these uh, podcasts and uh, how much I enjoy having a guy like Austin and Goove on the podcast. They're fantastic, and they're just really great people. They love the sport. Uh, I'm currently running a uh, a contest on my social media, on Instagram, uh, trying to get to 50,000 followers. uh, We're doing a contest where uh, if you like the post, follow both myself, Brad Gebhardt88, and Fox Moto. Uh, and then tag three friends. You're entered to win a uh, 2021 uh, set of Fox 360 uh, Vogue gear. That's the the gear, the pants, the pants, the jersey, and the gloves, uh, courtesy of Big MX Radio. So go ahead and enter. Uh, I encourage everyone to go do so. Um, but uh, I really appreciate everybody taking the time to listen to the podcast. This thing should be a lot of fun. Uh, and if you want more podcasts like this, let me know. Hit me an email. Uh, bradgabhart88 at gmail.com or just drop me a a direct message on uh, pretty much anywhere on social media. I read all my DMs and get back to people pretty quick. So uh, as always, thanks for listening and uh, enjoy. Welcome to the Big MX Radio podcast brought to you by Medterra CBD. You can go to medterracbd.com and enter discount code Big MX MX Radio 20 to save 20% off every single one of your orders. You can use that code all year long and save. It doesn't have to be Black Friday or Boxing Day. You can save with Big MX Radio 20 at Medterra CBD every single day of the year. This podcast is also brought to you by Phoenix Handlebars, phoenixhandlebars.com. Go check them out. They got really cool stuff, cool patterns on some of their bar pads. I want you guys to go check those guys out. And and thanks to uh, Austin Hoover, Um, this podcast is also brought to you by uh, Fox Racing, uh, both Canada, US, and Europe, uh, all signing major uh, money deals to uh, supply literally every single big mx radio listener with a full kit head to toe including boots uh that was very generous wow. of him to to include um and, and without further ado i uh, i introduce the brothers hoover starting out with austin austin welcome back to the show second time in as many months appreciate the time break big guy hey
1: what's going on yeah stoked to uh stoked to join you again and uh think this one will be a little different than our first time around i got my i got my partner in crime who's three thousand miles away from me but uh yeah it should be fun got oh yeah you brought reinforcements
0: and, and lucky for you there's only three people who listen to the podcast and i already have boots so it's a pretty small uh uh like sponsorship package that you're having to dole out uh so you'll be relieved about that um and then our our the third counterpart, the three third head to this head, three headed monster uh, on the podcast that I'm going to try and wrestle to the ground over the next hour or so uh, is uh, a little bit more laid back and yeah, about three thousand miles from everybody on this phone call. Jordan Hoover, Jordan, how's it going? Hey, howdy. Howdy is that is that a typical Florida uh, greeting?
2: Um, I I don't think so. Oh. But I like to say "howdy" to people, no matter where I am.
0: I like that. I like that. It's very, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a warm and friendly greeting. Uh, boys, uh, growing up in Florida, um, I guess you can sort of uh, do a little bit more of the introductions than than I can, because you guys know each other and your whole scenario a whole lot better than I do. But uh, growing up uh, in late '90s, early 2000s, about the best heyday you can possibly have for motocross like i think we like we always think the part that you, the kid the part that you grew up with was the best but um I really got to think that, uh, like during that that bit that basically late '90s, early 2000s was uh, is going to be rivaled for a long time as far as buzz in the sport, especially in a state like Florida, uh, where things were just blowing up. The sport, uh, you had Ricky Carmichael, you had James Stewart, literally everybody was buying up land out there to build tracks and facilities, and literally the sport is growing up all the way around you. Uh, Austin, you're the older brother. Maybe you're a little bit more cognitive of that uh, growing up. Uh, what What was that <laughs> yeah. like? And then obviously having uh, having like a little brother tagging along to, to make things maybe more fun, maybe a little bit more lame as well.
2: <laughs>
1: no, no. Well, first of all, I think you, you must think I'm a little bit uh, younger than I am because I actually got my first bike in 93. Um, so I got a... Yeah, I started in... 93 got a PW50. Our dad rode. Um, you know that was kind of where it all came from. Okay. And, um, yeah, That's mainly I because
0: riding. I started late. I started at like nine years old. So like, because we're oh, about okay. the same age. Yeah, I'm 32. Yeah. I think you're about the same. You're we're both 88s, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah
1: yeah. I'm 32 as well. So yeah, I got a I got a bike in in 93. My the deal was my dad actually took me. It was cool because we had Orlando Supercross. Obviously was the owner right. back then. So um, my dad took me to a race to the supercross and i was like yeah this is this is what i want to do so he was like all right well dude you got to learn how to ride your bike without training wheels or i'm not getting you a bike so i like secretly had my mom help me out and take the training wheels off my bike and i learned like over a couple weeks and then my dad came home from work one day and i like flew out the garage um with no training wheels on my bike and i was like all right how how about that dirt bike dad so yeah I got a bike in 93 and then um my brother goov was was one so he was you know hanging out at the track and um that was actually how he learned how to say my name because he would be like standing on the side of the fence and and watching watching me race uh peewees back then and um yeah we, I was part of a, a pretty um pretty gnarly generation of of kids that were racing at that time in in central Florida it was myself and Davy Millsaps and his sister Brianna, Chris Kasavage, uh, Adam Barnett, Kyle Chisholm, Matt Bonney. So, it was gnarly. It was it was a it was a really fun time and to be part of that whole like kind of Florida scene at the time. And obviously, like you mentioned it, we all really looked up to RC and um, he was kind of the hero and you know obviously deserved that and and continued to be the hero for for all of us Floridians and eventually the rest of, of the country and, in the, you know, the whole moto community. So yeah, it was pretty special to be a part of that. And, um, kind of, you know, the whole Florida scene is really tight and everybody, you know, kind of made their own ways through the industry and, um, all of us Floridians still stick tight together. Like even now, like with me working with AC and, um, you know, we always talk about like, if you're from Florida, you kind of know the deal. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty interesting growing up in that, in that scene. Goof, well, I don't know if hey, you want to hey. uh,
2: add to that. <laughs> yeah, I, I got, I have, I got one thing for you. What you can't forget, Brianna Millsaps. That's what I said. I said Davy and Brianna. Take it easy. Oh, all right. Hey, Brianna selective hearing. All the boys. Well, uh, he should have touched on her more because she was the only girl, but she used to beat him. Oh uh, yeah, she would smoke all of us. It was gnarly. She was the best. I heard girl that. All of us.
0: I actually I heard that because yeah. it's it's uh, a year or so older I believe uh, is 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 um his sister and I, I heard yeah. that she was like lights out and like really fast growing up.
1: Yeah, she was gnarly and like and keep in mind too we were like this was right like pre Cobra area era so we were all on like PW fifties and like modded out like these crazy bikes that our dads would like build in the garage and right um. So it was like the skill level was was a lot different because we didn't have like these super powerful bikes. Like, you know, we were all in these kind of like shitty, you know, the PW50 is not like a, a powerhouse like a Cobra or like a, you know, like a KTM50 is nowadays. So yeah, it, she was gnarly, really, dude. She would, she would whip all of our asses. <laughs>
0: And, and Jordan, you started out as like a more of a, a fan. Obviously, you're too young to start riding. What is your earliest recollection of going to the races, watching, and, and seeing this this hotbed of of motocross talent? Like you, you'd mentioned, uh, Kyle Chisholm, like up teen hundred main events he's raced he's probably still going to race for another decade or so um matt bonnie who for all intents and purposes should still be racing uh and i need to catch up with him actually uh you mentioned uh, a, a, a last name that, that a lot of people are going to recognize there in adam barnett i assume that's uh the, the bomber's kid which is super cool um yeah. jordan <laughs> what, what was it like kind of watching this unfold and then uh like how anxious were you to uh, get your get your feet wet as well and uh, uh, and, and twist the throttle of your own?
2: Uh, I actually got to start riding earlier than Austin did because I was around it so much. Um, I was already riding a bicycle at two, and by the time he would buy me a bike, I was four, and I, so I was ready to go. But um, the earliest thing I remember about going to the races is being so much younger than all of them and thinking it was so cool. But being like feeling included just because I thought it was cool. So, all those kids that were a little older than me were already racing and like knew it was a little bit cool and they got a trophy and stuff. And like, I used to just be the dirty kid in the diaper in the pits that was friends with everyone already. And the trophy lady used to give me a little trophy and a bag of colorful Tootsie Rolls whenever they got one too. So, I was like, dude, this is sick. I'm already a part of this. Yeah,
0: it you didn't even have from, to go fast and you get a trophy. Get like
2: Oh dude, I was going I was going fast already. Don't worry.
0: Fair <laughs> enough. Like I I was gonna say, like I, I literally had to wait till thirty two thirty one years of age to get my plus twenty five B class first place trophy this last summer. Uh and you're you're getting you're getting trophies back uh, in like 1994. Uh, that is uh, that's over the top. Kind of makes me feel a little bit self conscious about my whole program. But um, like the two of you guys growing up as brothers, like how close are you to an age? Uh, we're four we're four we're, years apart. So I'm
1: I'm four years old. Okay, so
0: that's actually a pretty decent gap. Like there was there probably was never a time when the two of you were both on uh, 80s or like uh, like so even like 14 and 10 no, like dude. that's such a it's such a gap that it's not like one of you was like champing at the other one's heels
1: yeah but it sucked because he like he always watched all of me and like my generation of friends like race and like he obviously had been riding with all of us the whole time so then like by the time we were on the same size bike like he was smoking me dude like he he got way better than i did that sucks so it was like the younger brother is always better. Like, let's be honest. If you look, if you look through like brothers who race and like dudes who made it, then the younger brother is normally always better. So, he learned a lot from from me and and you know my group of friends and and like kind of took that to the next level and like honestly like ended up faster than any of us. <laughs>
0: Well, that's one of the things I sort of wanted to tie in with the two of you guys. And you you can both sort of weigh in on this. And there's there's a set of brothers that we have racing now. Uh, they both were we- wearing uh, uh, Fox product about a month ago. Not anymore. We're not even going to go there, but I'm going to mention it just for fun. Um, older one hunter lawrence uh comes over sets the world on fire uh all the hype in the world uh coming off of the suzukis on to hondas coming over to the u.s all like just all eyes on him he performed well he's had a nasty case of the injury bug over the last uh, 18 months um and in that pro in that time his younger brother not only comes over, starts turning pro, establishes himself, and he's eating donuts left, right, and center. Like, Austin, maybe you can weigh on this first. As the older brother, if you're Austin, or if you're uh, Hunter Lawrence, like, A, are you pumped for your brother, or are you just like, is it just like eating you up inside that, uh, um, like, Red Bull's not making a, a thing with me? And. And uh, You know what I mean like there's that's a there's a there's been a giant switch there
1: Yeah, yeah, no way. You're not stoked at all. You're like, I want to I want to smoke that guy <laughs> <sighs> Like and, yeah, I mean it's, it's all competition right like I think and and the, the person that you're gonna always want to compete with the most is Your brother so I think it's like you look over to your side and you see you see your brother like succeeding And it just like inspires you to be better and I mean that's what happens I mean, I gotta be honest. Like that's what happened with Goof. Like he saw he saw me and all my friends that were fast, and he like he worked harder than us, and he was more talented than we were too. So it's like, yeah, you you no you you want to you want to smoke him, dude. You don't you don't want your brother to beat you if
2: he's younger or older. <laughs> <laughs> and the- yeah, if he's if he's if he's happy for him, he's given up already. He yeah, better not be happy for him
0: i i'd agree with that i if i'm if i'm hunter i am pissed and i'm like i like i'm not going like full like instagram block and and like not no friend zone or anything like that but um it's to me like you'd be like such a role reversal younger brother just the big man on campus uh i'd be in the gym and whatever else i need to do practicing Every single on every single one of my weaknesses to make sure that uh, twenty twenty goes better for uh, for me rather than uh, little bro. Um, but uh, Jordan, what, what were some of the things that you benefited from, like riding and racing under a kid like Austin and his friends? Like I've seen this number of times. In fact, with a set of brothers locally, uh, the Firmer brothers, Aaron and Josh, um, the younger brother Josh Firmer, like he he raced with all those those the. Like he was basically, he was about three years younger and he was basically riding and racing with pros way before he turned pro. And and that just turned into uh, a a lethal combination when you get uh, that much more riding time with faster guys and you just that much more inspired. Were you, uh, did did a lot of that benefit you?
2: Oh, absolutely. I didn't even have to ride because I would just, I could just watch them and see what not to do. They were like, (laughs) they had no one in front of them to like try this shit out besides our dads who were too old at that point anyway, to really try shit. So I just like sat there and watched them progress four years before me. And then when I got on the bike, they were already riding. I was like, okay, like I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do that. Like it was, it was too easy. You can, to be the older brother is way harder because you're going to have to learn way more. You come along second, you just watch and learn. It's easy as shit. And yeah, I, I it, thank yeah. Him for it all the time.
0: <laughs> um, a, a small uh, – in addition to that – like, Oh, go ahead.
2: All these, dude, all these dudes nowadays have, like, a trainer or, like, an older rider that's ahead of them telling them what to do because they've already had to go through it. It's, like, mm-hmm. it's very relative.
0: Well, for sure. Like, if you, somebody you else at, can make those mistakes like for dude, you. you.
1: You look at, like, a guy like Nick Way and, like, him yep. working with Adam now. Like, he's essentially like serving as Adam's older brother. Like he's not that much older than Adam is. He's been through it. Did, did Nick ever win like, you know, insane amounts of championships or, or like even, even a ton of race wins. No, but like the experience that he went through and like what he took from that, like now he's giving that to Adam and Adam's using that to, to be better. Like, I mean, just look at the way that Adam's career has progressed ever since he started working with 100%. Nick. Like, he's basically got the big brother factor right now, and it's and it's it's awesome. Like I, I like I love going to the track with those guys right now because they're having fun, but at the same time, like Nick, the amount of knowledge that Nick is being able to bring to Adam and his program and what it's doing for him is amazing. Like it, it's it's just awesome, and I'm so stoked for those
2: guys. It's a formula that works, you know.
0: Uh, absolutely yeah, you, I want, think... you want
2: that person You want someone that's like Recently through it You don't want someone like 20 years down the road Like you mentioned Adam And how he had a Barnett in our family But like we never saw Mark As some motocross superstar Like we probably didn't even listen to him What he had to say about it <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. not. Uh, I I still look up to uh, your your Jeff Ward's and your Johnny O's of the day. I don't know that those guys have as much to offer on the, the 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 riding side as say a guy like Nick Way, who was literally qualifying for Supercross mains three years ago. Like he he was a a full fledged like competitive professional for almost half of uh, Adams pro career uh, it's kind of crazy totally. to think of um, but mentorship is such an underrated thing uh, especially in, in a sport where you can turn pro at 16 years old i i make way too many hockey references on this podcast but in in that sport you don't usually step onto the professional stage until you're about 19 maybe 20 years old um, four years prior to that you, you gotta you got guys who are uh, like going to the Loretta's and then they're going to their first uh, outdoor national or supercross they can get their hands on uh, and I think that with without proper um, like guidance and mentorship that can go like well, like I take a guy like uh, an example like uh, Matt Lemoyne like in a difference in his mentorship or the leadership and guidance going into his pro career, maybe we're still talking about that guy, uh, knocking down some, some pretty impressive rides. Austin. Yeah,
1: totally. Totally. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's gnarly for sure.
0: <sighs> but, uh, like the, the two of you guys growing up, like how, like I've always, I found this, uh, like very different from uh, the Canadian experience uh, racing motocross, and I didn't have a brother to, to kind of bounce things off of, or have a, a dad that was super serious about my racing. My dad would literally pat me on the back and be like, "Here, bring the bike back into in one piece, please, or at least two pieces, um, and uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll leave the day happy." Uh, not a lot of pressure to to win, or and no, I did. We didn't do any traveling. Not a lot of people do a lot of traveling in Canadian moto. Um, did you guys do a fair bit being from from Florida? Like, were you up into Georgia and other states, or do you guys stay close to home mostly?
2: Go ahead, give. I'll let you take this. Huh. Well, at first we stuck around. Um, but the longer you do it, the further you venture out, I think. Um, fair enough. Yeah. I think yeah, we like stuck the, around the... Our- we stuck around the Southeast a fair bit until like once I was a little bit older, it was really up to us. Like if we said one day, like, Hey, I want to go race in South Carolina. Like there's this race happening. my dad would be like, yeah, let's go. Like it was never, he never really pushed us to, it was up to us to like want to make the choice of where we wanted to go. And like, no matter how far you said it, he would do it
1: yeah for sure like our, our dad our dad was kind of similar like he didn't he didn't put like a ton of pressure on us like he was gnarly at some points and he had really high expectations but at the same time like he kind of let us decide like how seriously we wanted to take it and like you know Goov had a Goov had a you know a, a, a pretty solidly successful like amateur career especially kind of towards the end like once he went to the A class and so then like you know I never quite had obviously as much success as he did and like so we started chasing like multiple regions of Loretta qualifiers and stuff and like you know we were going all up and down the east coast for a little while there with him but it was cool because our dad was our dad just like wanted to be at the track he wanted us to have fun and he wanted us to race and like he was always constantly tinkering with our bikes and like just geeking out on stuff and like our dad's nickname is Hollywood. Like, I don't know if you, if you've picked up on that with any I of noticed that, yeah. fun social, but like, yeah. yeah. So, so he's just like everything, like he got that nickname because when he used to race, like he just like everything that he would have would be like super sick. Like he'd have like custom painted helmets and like his bikes would be bitching and like all like trick parts and stuff. So like, that was like, I think what he enjoyed more than anything was just like like giving us like making sure that like we looked sick and like he wasn't like super concerned with the results it seems like and it, he just he just wanted to spend that time with us you know and and that was like those are the best memories that i have in my childhood it's like traveling and racing with my dad and my brother and like we just we just always like enjoyed it and it was cool i mean there were times I'll say like when, when Goof got a little bit better and was racing a class, like, I think that he probably applied a little bit more pressure to him than I ever personally experienced. But I was in a different place too at that time when I was like, I was, I had accepted the fact that like I wasn't going to be a racer, but like my brother still had that opportunity. So we were all kind of like working together to do that. And, you know, you had Goofy had some opportunities to go race in Australia and like had a, you know, pretty good Loretta's that year and, Um, you know, but, but again, like it was more about the experience for us. And I think that like, now when you look at the way that both of us are involved in the industry, like with my role at Fox and then, you know, with everything that Goob does like on the video side and like, it really taught us that it's more than just racing and it's more than just results. this is just kind of like a way of life, you know what I mean? And, and our dad did a really good job of that. And I I don't know if that was intentional, um, but it's definitely molded us you know, to be in the places that we are now. And I think we're, we're both super thankful for that.
0: Yeah, I'd have to agree. I think you guys, uh, like, I think definitely you guys have had some uh, phenomenal mentorship and, and had, like, a guy like your dad who's just super passionate about the sport uh, guiding you through and, and cultivating um, that Like that same passion in you guys. Like obviously two guys that have taken different paths, but like if just by speaking to the two two of you, you can tell that uh, you're both extremely just into the sport and loving it. I think. Uh, maybe Jordan is a little bit more on the art artistic side of things maybe I'm wrong about that but uh, um, I think you both have uh, sort of etched out your own little uh, uh, niche within the sport and uh, um, Jordan it, it certainly seems like uh, y- you've um, you've got a pretty interesting nickname there as well
2: <laughs> oh yeah I got that I got that when I was 14 and I got let loose with my brother and a bunch of his friends to go to Loretta Lynn's without racing okay. just went Uh, I I need more of an explanation here my mom says that when I left for that trip I never came back the same so in in 2006
1: like I wasn't racing Goo wasn't racing that year I don't know why but a couple of our buddies just decided that we were going to go to Loretta's
2: and just like hang out
1: basically for the week and but they, those I dudes was, that were
2: going didn't even race or know what Loretta's was. No, no, no. It was just,
1: like, a group of our buddies from Flona that all, like, basically just wanted to go and, like, party at Loretta's for the week. So we brought Goof with us. I was 18. I had just graduated from high school. I wasn't racing that year. And, and like, yeah, we went on the road. and um goof got his nickname that week and then he literally was never the same after that after spending the week with the boys like with kind of no rules at the ranch
0: <laughs> just wide open at the ranch I, i've personally yeah. never been sounds like right. i need to go but I'll, I'll i imagine it's probably different than back back in uh, 2006 Uh, Goov, could could you get into any particulars as to why you became a different person uh, because of that particular event?
2: Um,
0: Did the beer tent have anything to do with it? Or maybe one of the writer's moms?
2: No. Well, I'll say it didn't have anything to do with a beer tent that year. But I was just like a 14-year-old who wasn't allowed to go to the beer tent. But instead I just got given no rules. It's like don't get arrested pretty much. Okay. Make sure you're on <laughs> and make sure you're on the bus to go back home. We Fair took enough. like a nineteen seventies I don't even know. It wasn't a Winnebago. It like hardly yeah. made it up the it hardly made it up the Atlanta mountain, which is a whole hundred feet tall. <laughs>
0: that's insane and by the end
2: and by the end of the week when we had to leave and go home the whole entire 70s shag carpet was soaked in like that blue shit that's in the motorhome toilet
0: oh no that's uh Aww. that's not they, ideal
2: they, they did a great job but we had a lot of fun we had a great time we had a we had a great time goob
1: i think another good story maybe it's a little more related to racing but I yeah, you should tell the story of the um, the Steel City Regional qualifier when we went up there and you shot the bed at the race, and then Dad didn't talk to us. Oh the whole my way god!
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's already a good story, well, but he uh, so he mentioned him never being hard on us throughout racing. The only time he was ever hard was when you didn't get a good start, like you had the whole shot or you're for lack of a better word, fuck.
0: <laughs> yeah. Story of my career.
2: It, like, it didn't matter. If you got the whole shot and you got, like, 12, it didn't matter. You had a, you had an awesome start. Like, who cares? He was stoked. But, like, if you got, like, a 20th place start and got sixth, it, who cares? Like, you better not even talk to the guy interesting <laughs> so I, I, accurate.
0: I don't think you and my your uh hollywood and i would have would have not had many conversations after our races if that's how things needed to go uh or i guess maybe my starts would have improved um so like, I, like that's a quite a Dude, long drive to, to, a- to pennsylvania from florida with no with no talking hope there was good music
2: uh it was super easy i just slept the whole way yeah i had to deal with it and i didn't even race (laughs) i was just like i went up there that year i was like so good all year long i could win anything or get close to winning anything in florida go to the area qualifier probably win it go to the regional like way up there in pennsylvania middle of nowhere to this terrible track that's owned by uh it's not even there anymore because of who it's owned by, but had a terrible weekend, could not get a start to save my life, rode on a hard pack, slick track, like misqualifying by one spot probably. And then got in the van to go back home. My dad was driving. I put my brother in the front seat and I just laid on the floor of my own van in between both my bikes and just slept the whole 12 hours. I was like, I'm not going to deal with this shit. Like, I, was already, I was already pissed enough I think I was like 19 or 20 at this time So I already knew that I screwed up I like, didn't even crash at this race And broke my foot in three places Had to come home the next week And race in Stupid Gainesville, Florida Just the worst <laughs> time like, It was so <laughs> fun to bring up such a bad memory
0: I was going to say that sounds haunting It sounds like you may, have ne- you may need oh to talk God. to somebody
2: I mean, you can tell I can't even talk about it. Like I had a, I had a hard enough time there. Holy shit! Obviously, my
1: experience is a little different as I was just like kind of along for like moral support that weekend, and then, and then it just goes terribly awry, and then I have to deal with like our angry dad while he's just sleeping the
2: whole way home. Dude, I think I think it even went well. Like I think I got like third or fourth the first couple motos, and it rained. And then, like, you have a Florida dude who can't ride a hard pack track already through these weird-ass hills that I don't even know about. And then it rained, and I'm like, well, shit, now I'm really screwed.
0: That doesn't sound like yeah, a lot of fun at it. all. And, and then, obviously, uh, did did you end up having to go to a different qualifier or you just know Loretta's that year?
2: Yeah, no, I, then I just went to my own Southeast regional and did fine.
0: Who who were some of like obviously uh, uh, Austin grew up with uh, some legends uh, growing up. Who who were some of the guys that you were squaring off with in Florida?
2: Um you know, I didn't really have to race that many gnarly guys. It kind of like mellowed out after all that whole era, but I would race like Gannon Audet. Um yep. RJ was a little bit RJ was a little bit younger than me. Um Ian Treadle was always
1: like you guys. Oh,
2: Treadle yeah. was good.
0: Treadle was good. Yeah,
2: I was with I was with Treadle through like sixties and eighties until big bikes, pretty much. And then he kind of progressed quicker than I did.
0: Right, but he only raced like he raced one twenty fives for that one year, and then he hit I think he hit his head, and then he stopped altogether.
2: Yeah, and around those times, like I wasn't even racing that much. Like, when I was on 80s and 125s, like, I didn't even really care to go to the track. Like, I feel like I never rode. I just, I went to the skate park every day.
0: Interesting move. Okay.
2: Or or I wakeboarded, but, no, I think it's a, I don't know. Like, I see all these people, and I'm still, like, pretty involved in amateur racing, and, like, the young kids, they don't really need to be there that much. Like, you can't get burnt out at, at that age. Like as long as you're good when it when you get on a big bike, that's all that really matters.
0: I have said that a million times. Uh, obviously, we we love to cover it, and and super mini racing uh, is cool to watch. Of course, the two strokes and all that. Uh, but I think um, basically, kind of crowning future champions before they're they really show it on a 250F um, is is just premature. You don't really know what you got until these kids get to the pro ranks, and uh, and, and move forward. Um, I asked this question, though. Uh, of all the kids that you guys have seen come through Florida, um, who had the most amount of potential unrealized of, of, of the guys that you remember seeing growing up? Maybe Austin.
2: Lucas Crespi. Oh. Dude, Crespi. Yeah, he was a sicko. Yeah, he lives in my town. And he's a ripping surfer, actually. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Lucas was
1: a badass. But I honestly, like, I know that it's kind of an easy answer because we were just talking about him. But, man, like, I think Treadle had the capability to to be a champion, you know. And, And I was there that day that he crashed at Daytona and, like, I feel like the wind kind of came out of all of our sails almost in a way. Cause like mm. we knew that he was kind of our guy and like, you know, he wasn't from Florida, but he spent quite a bit of time down there. He's, he's, I think he's a North Carolina guy. Um, but you know, we were, we were close to the family and like, you know, he was a Fox kid. So we had that connection. And, and then like, honestly, like he's the one that I would say that had the most potential and of anybody that I saw back then, but Lucas, <laughs> Lucas is like kind of off the radar, but man, he was badass
2: too. Yeah, Lucas was the sickest super mini rider ever, and he could still ride a super mini because he's tiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that,
0: that's not the case for either one of you guys. You're both uh, well, you got to be both almost six feet tall. Yeah, five
2: eleven.
0: Yeah, you're more likely <laughs> to get dra- drafted into the NHL than uh, go back onto super minis. Um, when was the last oh, time dog. you guys? Uh, when was the last time you guys raced against each other, and how did that go?
1: Shit, I, what, I don't know. we ra- we did day in the dirt, but we didn't race against each other. That was probably the last time we raced together. That was like uh, what, sixteen day in the dirt, fifteen maybe?
2: Oh, maybe fourteen. The last time, time we, we probably the last time we actually raced was probably on pit bikes, and I'm pretty sure he took me out oh yeah yeah that's good for
1: sure definitely would have done that but
2: yeah i mean it's a
1: bummer honestly we haven't gotten to even really ride together in a while uh oh no no we we rode at the raceway we we rode in here yeah we rode in february that's true yeah but that seems like it was 10 years ago with the way that 2020 is going yeah (laughs) Yeah,
0: all 46 months (laughs) of uh yeah of 2020 um Like the the two of you coming through, obviously, like like who took it more seriously? It sounds like Austin did, but uh like Jordan somehow lucked oh, into no, you're the wrong. uh you're way off. Really? Okay, well like like who who took it more seriously? Who wanted to win? Who wanted to go fast?
2: I think I think I did
1: earlier. Like I, I definitely no, way. Like, I, <laughs> no, when I was younger for sure, like I you had gave a kid. Really you gave up at twelve. Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: That's what it was. So I, I would say I took it seriously earlier then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. as soon as, as soon as he met a girl, he was done. Uh oh. Well, I
1: definitely didn't meet any girls at 12. That's for sure. But, but no, I mean, I, I think like I definitely didn't have the talent that Goof did. And then he, like he was saying, like even, even both of us, like growing up in Florida, we were, we were pretty distracted. Like neither of us really took it very seriously, to be honest. Like we would rather go wakeboarding or like go skate or like we rode DMX quite a bit. Like we kind of like were jack of all trades, but master of none. Like at that time, especially like once I got on like sixties and eighties, like I, I just like, didn't really resonate with it that much. But then like Goov later, like kind of realized his potential and like his natural talent was always there, which like he never really harnessed. But So like, I mean, in like 07, 08, like, you took it you took it real serious goo
2: like you were training i never trained maybe maybe 2010 was it that way yeah i guess that's true
0: well fair enough uh can either one of you tell me a half decent tom parsons story uh otherwise i have to call him myself
1: (laughs)
2: I don't have time to call him, so you can call him for sure. <laughs> wait wait a sec. Did you say Tom Parsons story?
0: Yeah, like I need at least one par- Tom Parsons story from either one of you.
2: Do you want like the <laughs> latest story, or like, what do you want? I just slept at his house for a week on his gym floor, full of a room full of his own damn pictures.
0: <laughs> Let's go with
2: that one. <laughs> okay. So, Tom Parsons. Where to begin? I'll take, can
1: I take this one? I would actually like, I would actually like to take this one.
2: Okay. But I have to tell the story of what's going on with him after. All right. So Tom Parsons had a waterbed when I first met him. (laughs) Uh, Tom is, Tom is honestly like one
1: of our best friends. Like Tom was in my wedding. Um, but I still like have never really been able to figure out his program to be totally honest. And, you know, he kind of just lived the dream. He lives in the van and yeah, he was kind of the like our first homie that really like came out here to California and, and was like living at the grindstone compound kind of. And I like kind of weirdly got swept up into that whole deal when we first moved out here. And yeah, Tom P just, Dude, he's like
2: the he's like the sickest. Uh, is he forty, Goof? I think he might be forty now. He might be the sickest forty-year-old I've ever met. You're not supposed to tell him about his age. No. Uh, he's very self he's very self conscious about his age.
1: Actually. Yeah, he's but, eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> he's eighteen. Eighteen and holding. Yeah.
0: He he's kind of like a <laughs> ski bum. Like he's the like a motocross version of a ski bum
1: yeah yeah but dude like the crazy part about tom is that like tom literally might be one of the most naturally talented dirt bike riders i've ever met my whole life like the guy's timing on like he can literally jump anything perfect like just first try it's it's insane yet he still continues to hurt himself really bad so i i haven't quite figured that one out
0: yes that's uh, that 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 is almost like that's the the equivalent of everyone says that uh, nobody is smoother than Christian Craig, even though Christian Craig has never raced a full like a whole season <laughs> in his career.
2: All right, I think who said, who that, said that? Everyone. <laughs> who said
0: that? Probably me.
2: I've never heard anyone say that.
0: Before. Okay, well, this is this is breaking news. Then, uh, that yeah, like that like.
2: You, you, you Canadians are
0: wild. We're just, we're just making up bold, like bold statements and 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 rash decisions here. Brad, uh, did it,
2: I
1: tell you? Did I tell you about my Canadian experience with Tom Parsons?
0: Uh, no, but uh, I was hoping that you would tell me.
1: Oh man, we went to so last summer or last winter. Actually, no, it was just it was this past year. It was in February. We went snowboarding in Revelstoke.
2: Oh,
0: Revelstoke! And- Don't get me started on Revelstoke. I love Revelstoke.
1: Yeah, it was insane, but we ended up at like a um, at like a C-level hockey game with um, Chris Poliski, like this epic dude. Uh, we got hooked up with him up in Revelstoke, and okay. um, he took us to this hockey game that was literally like, I think it might have been, it, I would maybe say it was one of the top five moments of my 2020 at this hockey game where you're just like drinking beers with the locals watching these, like, terrible hockey players. Like, I feel like I probably could have played, and I don't even really skate, but, like... Yeah. And me and Tom and, like, the two of our other really good homies from back in Florida, like, my some of my best friends. And we just, like, all kind of looked to each other. Like, what are we doing right now? Like, where are we? <laughs>
0: that's, that's BC, man. That's, uh, like... Uh, Revelstoke, such a cool vibe. I love the... The, the ski town vibe so welcoming like you could literally you could walk the streets of Revelstoke by yourself and find uh, all kinds of trouble on top of all kinds of good times like that's um, that to me is almost like the 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 off-road scene of motor motocross uh, but only <laughs> totally. only way cooler totally totally no
1: and doubt. the girls are better you... looking <laughs> I I don't know. I didn't experience that. Um, yeah, I think it would be cool, Goof. Maybe you could tell Brad a little bit about what you did at Minios for us. And, yes, that's what I wanted you to touch were working
2: on. on. Oh yeah, I went to Minios for eight days and chased the uh, Fox Amateur team around, but I had a great time at that crazy event. Yeah, honestly, like you guys
0: are like nice and close to that. It's a Florida event. Um, this year, maybe it's because of COVID and there's no like off season races. Um, and maybe it's because verb is back. Uh, maybe it's for a a ton of other different reasons, but it just seemed like there was so much more weight on, uh, and more attention on, uh, minios than than it has been in, in past years. It really seemed like the place to be, uh, Jordan, it sounded like you had a lot of fun chasing around the, uh, the Fox amateur kids as well.
2: Oh yeah. Well, there was 5,300 entries, probably 10,000 people, and maybe 17 masks. <laughs> I noticed that. that might, like, it, it was almost like might, surreal. 17 might be a generous number. Yeah. I'm probably counting myself 12 times. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But Brad, you're right, dude. Like the the coverage of of Minios
1: was was definitely something especially for us as a brand like yeah you know we really wanted to take the opportunity to to put a spotlight on our amateur team we've we've got some really really awesome personalities in the, in the team right now between like with beckett ferry and kylie stallings and casey cochran like yes these are kids that you know like we're looking at as like the the kids on the couch of of 2020, you know, like between like if you look at what Pete and those guys did with Terra Firma back in the day with with James and Ricky and Travis, like we're really looking at it as an opportunity to to really put a spotlight on them and and show not only their prowess on the track and their results like as racers, but them as humans and like what their personalities speak to like you know specific to our brand because you know on and off the track is really important to us at Fox and um yeah so we we wanted to take the opportunity especially like with not really a whole lot going on here in these in the in like the back half of the year and you know obviously travel is tough like we weren't even I wasn't even able to go like honestly with with all the travel restrictions and stuff but yeah, we had Goov and we had Jacob Souter on um, shooting photos for us out there, and we're really, really stoked on um, on everything that came out of that, and definitely see more of that coming from us in the future.
0: That's super cool. I, I that Casey Cochran kid, I like his style. I think he is. Uh, I think he's a kid that's uh, like because he's on the East Coast, maybe a little bit. Uh, less attention goes out that way and uh, that's a super shame but I think in the next couple of years we're going to get to know that kid and he's going to make some noise and uh, I don't know like I haven't yeah. heard you guys crack anything open in the last little while. You promised me you're going to have beverages for this but I guess I'll just take a moment to and, you, and you guys can continue telling me cogito. about... What's that? I, ju-
2: I just, I just opened, opened one. one.
0: <laughs> okay, fair enough. So, like...
1: Yeah,
0: Mini O's to me has always been one of those. It's a really cool event because you get kids that are on brand new bikes. You get kids that are switching from super minis to, uh, to to big bikes, or just they, you, you saw a kid on sixty fives, a little now he's on he now he's on eighty fives, um, yeah. and that that's a a race that was kind of in your backyard. Like, do you, did you was that a race that you guys went to on a regular basis? And and how cool is it? That basically, like, if you're part of that motocross family, how many of your family memories on Thanksgiving have motocross-related stories where, uh, like, you guys are basically tying in uh, one of the raddest events of the year with uh, with a cool holiday like uh, Thanksgiving?
1: Oh yeah, it was super important to us. That was that was a staple. Um... And, but it was funny because we were like close enough to where, like, sometimes some years we would actually drive back to Orlando to eat with our grandma, my dad's mom. I like um, that. So, yeah, we, we had a couple years where we would eat at the track, but then other, depending on like the moto schedule, sometimes we would make it back down to Orlando. It's only two hours away. But yeah, that one, that one was huge for us. And, and I still like hold that one really, really special um, personally. Like, you know, I, I think it's the second to Loretta's still to this day and um you know we saw this year obviously there was a little bit like, like increased participation and you know with 5300 entries like it's it's just shows that like that whole community is really strong and um I think it's a great event I'm not really sure like honestly like the supercross versus motocross like breakdown I, I wasn't there this year but I honestly think that that maybe not necessarily the the best way to do it but um yeah i mean overall i think it's a really cool event and um yeah really really special to us and you know especially being florida boys so we'll always we'll always hold that one pretty special but good, i don't know you you might be able to get better insight since you were
2: there this year Uh well that's the only thanksgiving memory i have i've been there I think 26 years now 27 and I'm only 28 so but this (laughs) year there's no way in hell you could go anywhere ever this year started a day early I've never I've been there that long and I've never seen them start on Sunday and go till Sunday
0: yeah, that was wild, and like you said, no masks, which is uh, um, it's al- it was almost like a fifty three hundred person like uh, protest, if you want to think of it that way.
2: <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm not going that, there, but <laughs> hey, at the same time, though, like I came home and it's been I think two weeks now, and I'm like I didn't get sick at all. Like I was around all them damn fools the whole time.
0: Well, hey, there's uh, right straight from the horse's mouth, nothing to worry about, uh, possibly. I mean,
2: whoa, oh, oh, whoa, oh, oh. whoa. I didn't say not to worry, but <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit different. I would pull those other 52 99 people that were there and see Yeah, if they're sick or not.
0: Okay, well, like, just rub some dirt on it. You'll be fine. Um, like, Obviously, like it—it it seems to me the two of you um, like, gravitate more towards like off the off-road scene rather than the moto scene. Is that something that um, is comes with a, like kind of age, and you you want to just like just have some fun on your dirt bike, or is uh, is it the fact that like off-road motor, motocross and off-road racing and riding in general? has like the the space has just grown so vastly over the last i'm gonna say five years to where like the products are better the 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 riding spaces are better and um honestly like the, like the local races haven't changed at all as far as what they offer as far as value and going there and stuff like that mm. uh austin maybe you can touch on it first because i noticed you were doing some off-road riding yeah. as early as last week like yeah. Like yeah. how how yeah. does like off road just keep kicking ass year mm-hmm. after year and like especially during COVID when everything's closed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. That's definitely me. And and uh, I don't think Goose ridden off road much at all. But um, good. Yeah. I've, I've, it's funny. I've I've been kind of like I'll say it. Like I'll just put a stake in the ground and say like I'm kind of in a transition and in, in my like my own personal riding because um, you know I grew up racing moto and my my body can't quite do what my brain knows how to do anymore so like okay. anytime i go and ride the track it just seems like it's kind of like frustrating and um i'm just kind of bummed out when i leave so that's not like the, the vibe that i'm really chasing so internally at fox like we've got a we've got this crew of us that are really like um pushing and and you know doing mostly off-road riding now and um i'm i'm kind of late to the party to be honest like our our uh, head of moto product, Jeff Seged, is a really good off-road rider and Mark Finley as well. And I've, those guys have kind of like taken me along with them. And um, so, yeah, over like the last year, I would say I've really like almost exclusively been riding off-road and um, man, it's just, it's such a different experience and, and I can, I can get that feeling that you, you know, I, I always had growing up and, and like riding the track at the same time, but like with a little bit less risk, to be honest, Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I I just like, honestly, and you, you spoke about like how, um, that market has really exploded, you know, especially like in the last six months. And I think that like, I can speak to that personally because it's, it's been a way for me to get away from, um, from work and like get out from behind the computer and like get out from my, my home office in my spare bedroom when working from home and like just kind of being able to get away from it all and like get that feeling of twisting the throttle and um honestly i have to say like internally at, at fox like we have this epic crew who's been riding now and like our ceo is part of it like he literally i was with him today and he was like all right where are we, where are we going riding on saturday and i'm just like man this is so badass like uh, for us as a brand to have you know our leader being like organizing rides on a on a saturday to go up to big bear like you can't really ask for much better than that so um, yeah, man, it's, it's been really, it's been really interesting and fun to like learn about that whole space because it's something that I kind of ignored. And like, I, I would admittedly back when I was younger, like be like, Oh, those off-road guys are like dorks, you know, like with their bark busters and their, and their clip-on goggles and that stuff. But like, I think that off-road is really cool now and the product has come a really long way. And um, you know, we, we as a brand are really, really embracing that movement and, uh, you know, creating content around it. And, you know, I went on a, a shoot up in Oregon earlier this year with uh, Jeremy Mall and Rory Sullivan and some of our off-road ambassadors, Justin Lewis and his wife, Michelle. And it's just it's something really fun, man. And, and I think like you're going to see a lot more of it come. Um, out of out of our brand going forward, we've got some really exciting development stuff in in the works, like as far as product goes. And um, yeah, it's a it's a growing category because it's 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 easily accessible. You know, it's not as intimidating as going to the track. And um, yeah, it's just a it's a whole another way to experience what we do on two wheels. And to your point about like getting older, like absolutely. Like I'm I'm in my 30s now, and it's it's the it's the way I'm embracing you know how I'm consuming dirt bikes and uh, it's it's epic. I'm um, I'm all about it. I'm going on Saturday. So, I'm I'm excited.
0: <laughs> I love it. Uh Jor- Jordan, what are your thoughts? Like it just seems like like if you asked all three of us say 15 years ago if you want to go off-road racing, I think all or off-road riding, I think all three of us are like uh yeah, probably not. Um but honestly, like like I said earlier, it's almost starting to get a little bit of that like kind of backcountry skiing feel to it where the gear is cooler, the accessories are cooler. It's now become just a, a much more accessible and acceptable way to uh, to ride your bike anymore. It's not like the, the, the Shane Watts days of 2003.
2: Well, I never thought it was lame. Did you ever hear of Guy Parrot?
0: Uh, he's Canadian, yes And I'm trying to get him on a podcast And he's a yeah. Fox guy So uh, Austin, ball's in your court
2: Yeah, exactly So I never thought that off-road riding was lame I just never got to do it Because I live in Florida Fair I enough would I, I would to do get it.
1: A podcast, absolutely. You always joke about me sponsoring your shit, Brad But I would actually sponsor that one <laughs> Okay,
0: fair enough I, I, I have reached out to him so, uh, th- this is, uh, this is actually moving in the, the the best direction possible. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I love it. And, like, full disclosure, uh, aside from, like, the gear that Guy wore during the, I believe it's ghee, uh, but, um, that he wore during the Terra Firma videos, on point, helmet and everything else, not so much so, but, um like <laughs> off-road riding has it's gotten cooler. Like i, I like I, like I'll just speak for myself there. I, I think it's it's really turned the corner.
1: It's absolutely gotten cooler, and I think it's just like kind of part of this whole outdoor movement that we've seen happening, you know, like with with camping and like more like adventure and like getting out and getting out of the city and getting away from it all. And um you know we have some we have some some you know riders and people like sort of within our ecosystem of of the fox brand that are just like dude they're like the enduro life crew and the wolf guys and like um rory sullivan and like joey and those guys up in the pacific northwest and justin lewis like they're they're like they're making it cool like it's it's all like dudes who came from moto and are now like really transitioning and they are going through the same thing that like i was just talking about myself so yeah it's exciting like there's, there's it's kind of twofold right like you've got you've got the the west and like the competition side of it like our you know manny let bickler obviously is a, is a huge part of the fox brand but then you know what he's doing versus what like you know jeremy Mall and the guys that Enduro life are doing is like pretty different you know but it's all kind of within that same you know whole community so um, yeah it's 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 super cool and like us as a brand you know we're really really embracing it like i said so exciting like kind of going forward especially like from a content creation standpoint because it's it's just it's such a sense of adventure you
0: know for sure and now jordan like being uh like have you you've got a really interesting perspective on the sport i think just through your camera lens i think you have a very artistic way of looking at it um adding that element to it does that sort of excite you as far as a content creator somebody that uh has like maybe like a, a different kind of clay to play with now
2: Oh, absolutely. I would, I love to film like whatever is a little bit not the same as everything else. So if you get a chance to like take your shot at something that's out of the ordinary already, it's going to be way more fun from the start.
0: I like that. That's really cool. Um,
1: and I think that like hmm? the the perspective as like a, a skateboarder. I think that like that's one thing that like Goof kind of mentioned a little bit earlier, but I think that that's something kind of cool to touch on. Like both of us are so, so heavily influenced by the skateboard world and especially Goo from a creative standpoint, like photography and, and, and film and video as well. Like, like leaning on that element of creativity and seeing, you know, that influence of skate of the skate world coming into moto, like, and, and Goof is definitely someone that's leading that um, I think is is a really cool opportunity. And like, again, like, I, I hate to keep going back to this, but like something that us as a brand too are like embracing, you know, um, our director of, of video production at, at Fox is a, a lifetime skateboarder and all actually two out of the three of our video guys are, are like core, core skate dudes. So um, seeing that influence come into our world and like being something that we kind of grew up with is, is really fun for us and something that um is i think important going forward because skate world has done such a good job of of creating content and as we move in that direction i think we really have to look at what's been successful and kind of ride on the coattails of that formula um so Goob, i don't know if you if you want to talk about the mulse project at all like i think that's something that's kind of coming down the pipeline I, brad i don't know when you're going to put this out but we're we're launching something pretty exciting on the 15th of december
0: uh i can have the, i was i was hoping to let uh to release it on the monday if that's cool with you guys um yeah. which i believe would be the 14th
1: that's okay we're gonna start teasing it on saturday so we could probably just talk about it okay cool like like <laughs> like
0: i said there's three listeners two of them are my mom so uh <laughs> you don't have to worry but yeah absolutely
2: give you want to take that one? Oh, the most project yeah oh brad what do you know about most
0: um everything you're about to tell me so nothing. almost nothing. Almost like, <laughs> aside from it comes out on the fifteenth. Which, uh, if the, for those listening, it's the fourteenth right now. Uh, happy Monday.
2: <laughs> oh, oh shit. Well, Justin Mulford. Um, Justin Mulford comes from Huntington Beach. He grew up a surfer, a skater, a dirt bike racer. He got way out of dirt bike racing completely. He came back to dirt bikes through a skateboarding influence and rides in the streets as if a skateboarder and rides things that no one, even myself, has thought of. Especially you, Brad. You have not thought of the shit that he's No. (laughs) I was born
0: in the box. I can't even think outside the box.
2: Well, if there's a box, then Justin Mulford is far fucking out of there. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> tomorrow, you know, December 15th, you should jump on the Fox channels, watch the Justin Mulford video, keep your dumbass motocross opinion to your damn self, and tell me what <laughs> you think of the video that they put out.
0: So uh, are, are people to approach this with a uh, uh, an open mind, you'd say?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. No. Not even. Not even an open one. An expanded like mind. Two, two percent bigger than a dirt bike mine, which is like four percent of an open mine. So come on.
0: <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Is is this yeah. something that it would be beneficial to go to e- either Colorado or Oregon?
2: No, not at all. It's not drug related. <laughs> nah. No.
0: I'm just kidding. I'm it's kidding. A, uh, but
2: like, it's a dirt bike video that's going to be posted on more millions of views than a dirt bike channel has ever been posted on okay. because the person who's riding in it actually opens minds or eyes to a different world. It's not just a small little I don't want to spend money dirt bike community.
0: Well, the, uh, we could go on for days about the I don't want to spend money dirt bike uh, community. Um,
2: Why? Why? All you have to say is that. You end it right there.
0: Basically, yeah. Seconds. No, that's uh um like uh, d- my my uh my seven hundred square foot uh, apartment uh, is, uh, is uh is is evidence uh enough for you. But um um like I- I'm really excited about this coming out. I don't exactly know what it's gonna be about or um like like to me a it fresh doesn't
2: have, to, doesn't have to be about anything. It's well about anything. The, it, it's the not like
0: dude the, riding a dirt bike on the, on a skate spot. Fair. Um, but a fresh set of eyes on anything. And like, honestly, this is even something that comes down to something as simple as this podcast is like, I'll be trying to think of a certain way to do something and I'll like, kind of like run an idea or my, my issue past, like, say either my, like, my girlfriend or someone who doesn't follow motocross at all. And they're like, why don't you just do this? And I'm like, you're right. Why don't I just do that? Like it's just like that fresh set of eyes, <laughs> that like a different, a totally different perspective, and also uh, an unblocked mind uh, can unlock those types of things. And uh, those are the types of videos that uh, like all three of us have watched pretty much every motocross segment, great outdoors, Terra Firma, this that and the other thing uh, to death. Um, but it takes a special something to sort of catch our eye, and I think that's the case for uh, just about. The, the industry like and motocross across the calendar. Um, something else like this is something that could really um, like generate some interest and actually keep people like kind of keep their attention, maybe a little bit longer than a 15 second video on Instagram reels.
1: Yeah. It's something, it's something totally different. And um, you
2: know, we, we haven't
1: necessarily, you know, dipped our toe in this, in this pond as a brand and, Um, it was something that was initiated by our, our former marketing, uh, leader, Jeff Taylor, who's unfortunately no longer with the brand, but, um, you know, I, I have to, I have to give, um, you know, props to Jeff for, for kind of initiating this whole idea and bringing Justin into our world. And, and like I was saying earlier, um, you know, our video team is comprised of a bunch of, you know, former and, and current skateboarders and you know, they really identified with this project and um, it's something, something super exciting and Goov was involved as well, our friends over at Meta were involved and um, it's, it's probably going to blow a lot of people's minds so we're, we're pretty excited to get it out there.
0: So this is something that people are going to be able to find on Fox, uh, the, the YouTube, like, is, is this going to be released on, yep. on YouTube, is that the best yep. place to watch yep. this thing?
1: yep for sure yeah it'll be on our youtube channels and we'll be pushing it on social we're gonna like i told you we're gonna we're gonna start teasing it on saturday so welcome to monday again listeners and uh you've probably already seen some some teases of this and uh yeah again excited to to get it out there and kind of embrace this whole like like uh alternative way of riding dirt bikes
0: Okay. And uh, so, boys, we've been talking for about an hour 10, hour 15, if you include the time that Jordan uh, completely sabotaged our uh, recording process. Um, Before I let either one of you go, uh, can we get like some embarrassing stories about the two of you? Uh, I know like as brothers, you've got dirt on each other. So um, like, can we break that out? Or is that just like
2: locked in the vault? One time, Dude, I don't we know. You to wanna to take this? <laughs> one time, ta- one time we went to Georgia to ride dirt bikes. On the way home, before we made it to Florida, I had to have them pull over the truck, and I shit. I peed all over. I peed out of my butt for a solid 20 <laughs> minutes on the side of 75, and I had a damn good time that whole weekend. <laughs> okay,
0: okay. Is that similar that was to the it like was? Was that, like, on the way back from uh, Loretta's, or was this a different time?
2: No, we just no, we went to just, Georgia for just the weekend. in Georgia. Yeah. Another we good just went one to like ride, weird. like, a supercross trek.
1: Another good one we had was we were up in Georgia for, a, um, I think it was area qualifier, Ionia Pass, and we had a buddy at the time who had, like, this pretty thick beard, and we were like, dude, you should shave your beard off and, like, like just run a mustache and he was like no nah, no nah, I'm not gonna do that like I can't run a mustache that's creepy and Goof was like "Yo," and Goof you were like what like 13 at the time like pretty young and he was like yo if you shave if you shave a mustache I'll shave off my eyebrows and we were like dude don't do that like don't shave your eyebrows off and, and he's like say I won't do it and he just grabs the buzzer and literally buzzes both of his eyebrows off completely <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually still the contact photo on, in my phone when he calls me But the funniest part about that was that we we're literally going to Las Vegas the next weekend for the uh, the Vegas mini-moto race that they used to do back in the day the big pit bike race. That yeah. Race that yeah I used to put on So we get we like my we see my dad and he's like are you kidding me? We're going to the Vegas mini-moto next weekend, and now you don't have any eyebrows
0: He <laughs> <laughs> can't even act surprised
1: I'll send you
2: the eyebrow photo, Brad, yes. so you can see it, dude. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, that is... Hey, on that on that same trip before that happened, our other friend, there was a brand new Zaxby's built. <laughs> grand opening. Grand opening flags everywhere. He walked up to the drive-thru and pooped right on the speaker.
0: Wow. He pooped there.
2: Big old yeah, he just pooped right on this, right on the drive thru <laughs> speaker. Brand new Zach speed.
0: I feel like that's hard to do.
2: Well, you you gotta call him on your next podcast. Mm. Oh my god, yeah. White. He's a legend. He's a Florida legend.
0: Wow, it sounds it sounds like yeah, he, is the he's place a- to be. Manitoba, uh, not so much. We had big entries back in that in the mid two thousands, but we didn't have anyone pooping. On, uh, we don't even have a Zaxby's, for, for starters.
1: That place sucks, anyway. Hey, Brad, who you got no for the
0: title? Sorry? Uh, who who do I have for the 450 title? Um,
1: Who's your guy? Uh,
0: honestly? are wrong. I'm wrong? I know you're wrong. I'm already wrong? I already
2: know it. Okay. I already know. <laughs> Come on, who you got? Okay, you're going to put me
0: on the spot. I'm going to say AC, so. Oh, you're Ooh. wrong. I'm saying AC you're you, I know you're you're taking your like Home cooking with with Kenny uh, and and you were like I won't even repeat the things that you were saying about him in our direct messages yesterday on Instagram. I think you were very mean in in your assessment of of, of Kenny, uh, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put out that dirty laundry here. But no, I think dude,
1: uh, you were mean. What are you talking about? You're the one that was doubting him. I'm 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 on the I'm on the train.
0: All right, fair enough. Um,
1: <laughs> I, I, I'm
0: like with Kenny, I'm wait and see. With AC, I like I'm waiting for like this is the inner fan in me wanting that like my guy to finally uncork one, like.
1: Okay.
0: Ever since this kid's been on sixty fives, I'm like, hey, like he's going to be unbelievable. He's a be world beater, and he's gonna he's gonna win a lot of uh, win a lot of races. So, to me, it's uh, it's AC. I think he's poised. I think he's stronger. I think he's gonna be. Um, that second year, and, um, yeah, but, like, hey, like, if, like, I was there in 2017 Anaheim 2 when uh, when everything turned left for uh, mm. for Ken. Um, if that doesn't happen, we're having a completely different conversation, and we might be talking about, hey, can Ken go four in a row? So, mm. Like he was that dominant that year. Like he was going, he was going a lot faster than Dungey. He was like, in my opinion, I think, I like from what I saw on practice. Like the the one time that I saw them at, uh, at Lake Elsinore that year, as well as uh, at a couple of the press days, um, Ken was on another level. And the injury, and then the subsequent one the next year in 2018. Uh, if not for those two, like. Phew, we could go on for hours about that.
1: <laughs> yeah. No doubt. No but you, you, you doubt. think yeah.
0: he's 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 back. Like he's like championship level, um, no issues whatsoever.
1: Kentos? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. He's in the mix, dude. He's Should in the I be sure brushing that? up on my
0: Germans so that when you connect you throw me his his contact information. I get him on the podcast, and and so that I can in, I can interview him in both German and English.
1: Ew, he would like that. Yeah, better freshen up on your East German though. It's a different dialect.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> I, I like. I'll have to look into what what the what they're teaching me here on Duolingo.
2: There you go. There you go.
0: <laughs> so like, uh, Jordan, no stories of uh, of your brother crapping at a Zaxby's or on a Zaxby's or. <laughs>
2: Well, do you, do you, want want you don't want to talk to me about championship riders? Uh well, um no. <laughs> I, I but already I'll... told you I already told you, you were wrong and you are.
0: Okay. Uh I I, I am wrong with AC. Who how uh yeah. uh how wrong am I and, and who's gonna win?
2: You're not that wrong, I guess. There's only so many choices. Yeah,
0: well it's not gonna but... be Casey Crockett, your favorite amateur rudder. Who? Casey Crockett or Co- Cochran
2: Cochran
1: Cochran, Cochran. Cochran. Come on, man. that's team that's team Beaks you gotta get that right
0: I know he he yeah. is he is beating that drum
2: <laughs> he will t- hey Casey Cochran will t-bone you in the last corner Brad you better watch it
0: I'm I'm looking to actually get that kid on the show I think I like that kid's style he'll
2: he come on awesome. your show he is
0: awesome so so who's who's your pick Jordan
2: Dylan Fernandes, with the broken hand.
0: <laughs> I don't
2: care. He's
0: <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna miss the first three rounds. Hand. Spot him tw- seventy-five points. Not...
2: No way, he's not gonna miss any rounds. He has a
0: broken hand. <laughs> yeah,
2: he's got eight <laughs> weeks till the first race. Uh, that's uh, your math is off. Uh... <laughs> That's, that's like three and a half bro what are the odds come on we'll bet some money on this brad
0: uh i will i will bet you a thousand dollars canadian that's a lot that,
2: of that's a lot of money
0: that's only like 600 bucks american uh that uh uh that dylan ferrandes does not win the 450 title in uh 2020 supercross
2: i think he'll be do better what if he does better than your rider
0: uh AC um
2: sure. you're out of your mind goof
0: goof uh yeah like hey I I'm well, I'm more than happy to take your money uh yeah I'll uh meant, so? I I will also I I'll, I'll, I'd put uh like what if he does better <laughs> than AC uh
2: let's go like 10 to 1 and I'll put a dollar on sure I'll do that so then you pay me 1000 bucks if he does better
0: Yep. You just said sure. <laughs> all
2: right. All right. I like this kind of bet. <laughs> all right.
0: Absolutely. Like uh we'll, we'll uh like
2: Hey, and I, and I like Adam. I want Adam to do good.
0: Apparently not.
2: I Well, oh, come on.
0: <laughs> Florida guy, you're I, you're re- you're cheering I for Frenchy. We're in Thor. I hope
2: I I hope 94 wins. But yep. I hope I take a thousand bucks from you at the end of the day. I like Adam too. He's a great guy. Fair enough. He's he's also he's also a betting man, so he would support me. Yeah, he'd probably he spot he would, you the thousand bucks. He would say, he would say ten to one. That's a fucking great bet. <laughs> All I'm out to you at the end of the day is ten bucks. If my guy doesn't win, and you have to pay me a thousand. Come on, Canada.
0: Yeah, that, I, I I love this. I
2: love this deal. Hey, call me. You, you guys are,
1: call you me guys once are a week.
2: arguing too much, man. You guys are arguing <laughs> <laughs> too a, much. Call me. I, call they, me once a week for a ten to one bet. I'll take it any day.
0: All right, fair enough. I think I, Jordan. I don't think he. I don't think Jordan can argue. I think he. He's he's way too no. nice. He's too nice.
2: Uh, I yeah, can argue. Nice
1: I for can. Sure. I'll argue. Okay, I'll hey, argue that you, you can not argue. We should, we should actually, we should actually switch this topic from Supercross to Arena Cross, so we can talk about Jeff Crutcher. Yes. Oh, here, here we, we go. Crutcher, the, the ATC
0: Flipside Racing Team, uh, offering the collective experience. Uh, my good friend Dave Drake's you running did a that.
1: podcast
2: with him, right, Brad?
0: Yes, I've actually had uh, I've had Jeff on twice already in the last month uh like my favorite my i gotta send you he
2: has a podcast he has a podcast
0: he also has a podcast uh he does it once every millennia the only
2: other podcast i've ever been on (laughs)
0: um jeff jeff is a great guest because i gotta send you guys an uh, like a photo of the audio file that comes up because i say one thing and he talked for 11 minutes straight and
2: (laughs) hey you should you should you should three-way him in right now. I, I will. Whoa, that's aggressive. You should. You should.
0: I'll do it. You guys continue talking about Jeff Crutcher, and I will call him.
1: Dude, this, no, I'm not going to say
2: nothing idea. more. You just this call him. This is the best idea you've had, Goof. <laughs> I'm writing it down right now in my notebook. Oh, God. That this, is, that this is the idea that you had? Well, I've been writing the whole time. You want to hear it?
0: Is it a song or is it just.
2: The last thing I wrote was Phone in Jeff Crutcher.
0: Okay, what was the first thing you wrote down?
2: I was on a podcast. With him or me? (laughs) Come in.
0: Jeff Crutcher. Come in. Um. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll like, hey, let's talk about Arena Cross. It's cool to have Arena Cross back, and actually that series is probably Dude. getting more coverage now than it ever would have if not for COVID. Like it's almost that series is like benefiting there. from COVID.
2: I'll say there's I'll
1: say there's two things behind that, Brad. One is that Michael Antonovich is close by and is yes. actually going to those races. So yeah. he's like He's promoting that series on Swap Moto Live. Plus, he's for free. with Crutcher. So, like, Crutcher is leading all Hoosier Arena Cross propaganda right now oh yes. his race team.
2: and yeah. and we from twelfth spot, we're
1: like, we're stoked. Like, we love that guy. We think that he's awesome. We're like taking care of him and his teammate. Like, they're a Fox team. Like, yep. we're super, super pumped to like that's a grassroots effort for us and. Like, those guys are doing such a good job. Like, results aside, like, just look at what they're doing from a branding perspective and, oh.
2: like,
1: communication. Like, you're not hearing about the guys that are winning, but you're hearing about those guys because they're doing a really good you job message? of covering it from a, no from a content perspective.
0: Jeff Crutcher, uh, we tried to call you. And uh, this is Brad Gebhardt on the Big MX Radio podcast as well as the Hoover... Brothers, um, we're sorry we missed you, and we're going to call back until you answer the phone. I don't know how to to get him off the phone call now.
1: He's just going to have the longest voicemail in history, and it's just going to be like three minutes of your podcast of us rambling about dumb bullshit. That's probably fine. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know how to...
0: Can I... Oh yeah. No, I, yeah. Not a, I, I hung up on him somehow. Um, there, there we go. go. That sucks. <laughs> I should, I probably shouldn't have just called him. I should have texted him prior, but, uh, yeah. Um, but no, like seriously, those guys have done such a good job promoting the, promoting the brand, promoting the, the series. Yeah. Like, um, Jeff they does really a, have. He, he does a fantastic job. Like, like even his gimmick coffee brand. Um, yeah. And, like, yeah, that guy, I, I have no idea how much screen time he needs to do to do all the things that he does. But um, I'm glad that he does it.
1: It's funny because he, like... A couple months ago, he hit me up about this whole idea, and he was like, Dude, I think I want to start a race team, and like, I'm going to do this whole thing, and we're going to race Arena Cross and blah, blah, and like, we're going to do it super pro. And, and he was like, The coolest thing about it, honestly, was that he was hitting me up, and he was like, What do we need to do to be the best? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how do we how do we create like this hype around our program and like what should our bikes look like and like how do we do our pit setup and like how do we just be super super pro and like that's the thing that i respect the most out of it is that he's like literally pouring his entire soul into this thing and like you can feel it like it's it's really really cool and they're doing a great job and we're we're stoked to be a part of it, honestly.
0: So what would you say that Jeff Crutcher does the worst low? Like why does he why is he like the worst brand ambassador and and, and where does he need to improve?
1: Uh, he needs to text me less because I as much as I wanna to talk to him, he just like wants to chat every minute of every day and I literally like I'm in Zoom meetings from seven a.m. until seven p.m. and I'm just like Crutcher, I love you, but I just don't have I don't have enough time for you. <laughs> Jeff, how does that make Damn, you he, feel?
2: He should text me more.
0: Je- is Jeff is on the you? phone call now? Is Jeff? How does that make you feel? Did you not pick up? Damn it!
2: He's not there. Oh, the I thought he was there. Hey, Jeff- Hey, Kretcher should t- text me more.
0: <laughs> he doesn't get—he doesn't text me at all, so I don't know what you guys are talking about.
2: I know. He hardly, t- well, he texts me like once. Lame. Hit him up, dude. The best thing that he does is he'll text me and just be like,
1: ask me two different, like he texted me yesterday and he goes, Tupac or Biggie? Like you just ask me
2: these like <laughs> random questions. <clears throat> I wish he would ask me that. What'd you answer? Dude, come Biggie. on. What did I answer? You got to ask me that? biggie hey, i've been reading i've been reading some tupac poetry books lately i don't really know where i stand anymore fair enough hey
1: hey brad so after the hangtown national in 2016 <laughs> me and me oh, and goob me and goob and our our good homie frankie DeAndrea, who used to run the surf program at fox we're up at hangtown and we ended up in sacramento and we went to this karaoke bar and it was like it was weird it was like under underneath it was like second floor down like a basement situation and it's like kind of random like the dude's got his karaoke set up on like a like a picnic table sort of deal it wasn't really super pro so we go down there and goo like we had we had been to a couple bars before and like we were having a good time and goo's like goo's like yo uh can i do like can you put me down for gimme the loot by biggie and the guy was like, Nah, man, sorry, like I don't have that. I don't have that song like on the on my program or whatever. So like I won't be able to show you the lyrics on the screen. And Groove was like, Nah, nah, dude. He's like, I don't need that. Like, can you just like I'll play it on my phone? Can you just like hook my phone up and play it through the speakers? And like I know all the words. Like I don't need it. And the guy just looks at him like, What is this guy talking about? So he's like he was like, No, no, just give me just give me the give me the auxiliary cord. So he literally like just plays the song on Spotify or whatever he had at the time, plugged into the thing so he got the beat and like literally tore the house down, word for word, like fully performed Gimme the Loot at this karaoke bar in Sacramento and had the whole place just like tripping, like wild and out. Like people were like spraying beers everywhere. It was it was it was incredible
0: (laughs) that's ridiculous uh like i i know a couple of biggie uh like freestyles from back in the day but um no i can't do i can't quite do that maybe like the the big mac rap or something along those lines it
2: was awesome it was awesome
0: it still says that crutcher's on here i think he's just being quiet but neither here nor there um Boys, (laughs) Boys, hey,
2: Crutcher, you pussy.
0: <laughs> he refuses to to make any noise. I think he's he's clowning on us now, or or maybe not. Uh, but, uh, boys, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, I, it's, it bums me out that, uh, Crutcher's not available, but, uh, this has been, uh, just shy of an hour of hour and 30 minutes of, uh, of solid audio. I appreciate you guys uh, coming on to go down some uh, memory lane with us and, uh, re- recount some stories. I think we're going to have to do another one of these down the road. Uh, just one of those meandering podcasts, kind of like the three of us going on a road trip to, uh. Uh, Georgia except what? for uh, except for Jordan doesn't end up shitting his ass unless he's recording from the bathroom right now
2: <laughs> uh, So accurate. I'll always poop
0: he'll always poop That that's a quote right there I might pull that straight out and use that in the ad copy for this podcast
1: I can't I'm wait okay to see what photos I can't wait to see what photos Goof sends you to, to use for your promo mm-hmm. Brad
0: I've been oh, you taking. Need some promo, Brad? Yeah, I, I usually do a little bit of a, uh, um, like a promo video uh to to put out on Instagram. Uh, I've actually already Dude, been I'm on. a video jo- guy. What do
2: you need?
0: Well, I, I need some I need some photos to uh to sort of put together in a little bit of a collage for uh I'm, like.
2: I'm I'm about to email you, so you email me some stuff back, and then we'll make some stuff
0: perfect that works out awesome i i appreciate that it's all it's all coming together um is there is there uh any particular entrance or exit music that you guys would like played at the end of this podcast um
2: uh, hey wait a sec i might i might have some stuff you might want to keep me on the line you let austin go and we'll do some ad stuff because i have some stuff for phoenix honda for you
0: Phoenix Honda, what? Phoenix Racing.
2: What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, didn't you say that was one of your uh, show sponsors? Uh, Phoenix, Phoenix Handlebars.
0: Phoenix Handlebars and and and, uh, and Fox Racing.
2: What the hell's Phoenix Handlebars? Uh,
0: it's actually owned by a guy who used to work at Fox. Yeah, Jason. Jason, Jason yes.
2: Epic. Yeah, we love Jason. He rules.
0: Yeah, really, really Jason? great guy.
2: Well, shit. Okay, then cut us both off because I got nothing for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought you had a. I thought you had a Phoenix Honda plug. I was about to talk about some good shit.
0: Fair enough. Maybe like uh like is it, is it like some good shit like Blake Bag going to Phoenix Honda or something? No. No. Wow.
2: They're too two- heavy. They're too heavy. They're <laughs> They're a two fifty team. They're not about
0: to take on him. He's 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 dropping down two fifty outdoors with the number oh my four. You see. You should
2: see, you should see if you first. can get hey, you should see if you can get Austin to give away his nickname for Blake Baggett tonight. <laughs> no I, <way>. doubt <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. Not a chance. He said no way.
0: Is that what it is? It's called it's no way.
2: Yeah. Nope. That's not even close. <laughs> no he's the S way
0: alright fair enough uh, you, you guys have been an absolute riot on the podcast uh, we're going to continue this conversation um, but uh, like I really appreciate you guys making time the stories were amazing uh, neither one of you guys hang up just hang up right now but uh, for podcast sake we're going to cut it off right there